Welcome to Straight and Curly, a podcast for self-improvement junkies. I'm Kelly Exeter. And I'm Carly Jacobs. This is episode 128. Hello and welcome to Straight and Curly. It's so lovely to be in everyone's ears again this week. Let's jump straight into it. What's your recommendation of the week, Kel? So my recommendation of the week, and I know my recommendations are always a little bit random, um, but my recommendation for the week is indoor plants, um, which are all the rage right they now. They really are. And, um, and in my house, there's only one room in the house, like very literally one room, and that's the study where indoor plants can survive and thrive because it's the only room that's got a little bit of warmth and light, all the rest of the house um is a bit too shaded and a bit too cold. So, um, yes, I got given quite a lot of indoor plants for my birthday, um, which is a little bit random but also very appreciated. And I've just kind of like I've just got them all here with me in my study and they make me really happy. So, yeah, I have no data on this, but I feel like the human brain responds really well in a certain way to seeing, you know, the green of nature and the blue of the sky and the sea. So, you know, I just think if you can see these color regularly, um, these colors regularly, they'll be a real mood lifter for you. And I think indoor plants are a great way to do that. And for good, um, if you want to follow someone who knows a bit about indoor plants or is a bit obsessed with them, someone like Katrina's Instagram, I think, um, Katrina, I'm pretty sure that's what her thing is these days. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to look it up Is now. it called Katrina's uh, Instagram? Oh, it's Katrina who used to be on the block. Um, oh, long, long. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, Springer? No, that's, um, oh, no, I'm looking it up on my phone because I'm just like, Oh, no, it's literally Katrina's underscore Instagram and oh, okay. it's Katrina Chambers. Oh, Chambers, that's yeah. it. So she um, she has lots of stuff about um, cultivating indoor plants on her Insta. So, yeah, that's and also cool. um, Vanessa from Style and Shenanigans, she also has a bit of stuff on her blog about indoor plants as well. So there you go, indoor plants. Fantastic. Of the week. <laughs> I also love indoor plants and can highly recommend them. Uh, <laughs> so my recommendation of the week is Grant's Toothpaste. Uh, it's a, this is a, a very random one. So about 10 years ago, I need to tell a whole story because I always do. It's just who I am. So four years ago, Ben and I joined Costco and we bought this four pack of toothpaste tubes. We didn't realize that the tubes themselves were enormous. It wasn't just like a bulk pack of regular sized tubes of toothpaste. It was a bulk pack of like 400 people at a camp size <laughs> toothpaste. And we actually gave one away because we just could not get through all this toothpaste. Seriously, it took so long. And I actually, I told this story on the blog once and someone else was like, oh my God, I bought that same four pack of toothpaste. And she said, we're only about Still six going. years in and we're on our second tube. I want to, <laughs> I want this toothpaste to leave my life and never come back. So we finally, after a decade, finished the last of our toothpaste and had to buy toothpaste for the first time in 10 years. So we found this baking soda toothpaste and we absolutely loved, like it's a strong minty flavored one. And then we got so obsessed with this toothpaste toothpaste, I think just because it was different. I don't actually necessarily think Grant's toothpaste is that amazing. <laughs> it was just like. It's just different to the one that you've had for the last 10 years. Exactly. It was like having honey on toast for the first time when you've <laughs> only had peanut butter. And I was like, this is amazing. 
<laughs> so we found this other one they had and it was a cinnamon flavor and we wanted to try it and it's also awesome. So now we have this like sweet and savory toothpaste situation going on. So we use the mint at night because it's hardcore and strong and cleanses the palate and it signals the end of food for the day. But in the morning when you wake up and you've just had breakfast and you're just about to go get a coffee, you want to brush your teeth and have clean teeth, but you don't want to use a really intense minty toothpaste because it's really just going to destroy the taste of your coffee. If you have the cinnamon one, it's not as intense and you can have a coffee shortly afterwards without ruining it. So we have this whole like two toothpaste (laughs) system right now and we're loving it. Although we do get very angry if the other one chooses a different toothpaste path than what the other (laughs) one is currently on. So like Ben used the cinnamon toothpaste before bed last night and I was like, nah, this is not. What are you doing? Signaling the end of food. I said, are you planning on having a snack later? And it turns out (laughs) he was. So toothpaste. Uh, Hilarious. Um, but that was almost a random thing. It of the was week, actually. But now we're going to get into your real random thing of the week, and I'm laughing already. Oh my god! So, and cringing. Do it. So Alice. this is this is like kind <laughs> of a cross between mega overthinking and also very strange circumstances. I think I think my response to this was quite rational. Yeah, I I, I agree. Yes. So it was a weird like level of like circumstances that led to this. So I kind of faux fired myself today. <laughs> there was a message in a, in the group thread that I'm in of one of my clients. And I saw the following message pop up regarding Carly. Do we need to do anything more to wrap her up? Maybe just an email to say, thank you. And we look forward to working with her next year if she would like further work. So that's one of the things that I read in like the big group chat that happens every, like, cause I only work for her like one day a week. And all of the stuff that happened in the week. So I was scrolling back, kind of looking at, catching up on what had happened in the last week. And I was like, cool. So they're clearly firing me and someone has accidentally put this message (laughs) in the group thread. And um, I actually don't know how to deal with this. Do I kind of acknowledge (laughs) that I've seen this? Do I um, just wait to get my wrap up email that thanks very much? (laughs) And you know what, honestly, like, this client is awesome and she's really great and she she runs a business and I'm a contractor and I do copywriting work for her. And when she doesn't have enough clients, she doesn't have copywriting work for me. So I kind of work on and off for her um, and I'm more than happy to do that. And that's our arrangement, but still I'm kind of like, Oh, it just means I have to find other work and you know, like freelancers (laughs) would understand. And it's not like I'm angry at her. It's just like, Oh damn it. Like there's no work for me for the next month. So I was like, Oh, And I'm also the only Carly that works there. So naturally I read this and thought that I was going to get fired. Um, And then I scrolled back through the message history and realised that Carly was a client of theirs and she'd wrapped up work with them. So I didn't know. I haven't even actually spoken to my client about this. I don't know if she listens to the the podcast, but I was like, (laughs) I'm so glad I wasn't like, oh. Yeah, that you didn't jump the gun and go, well, Thanks so much for having me, guys. Yeah, clearly and I'll just wrap I'm myself fired. up. <laughs> so, and like, to be fair, I think that was a very reasonable assumption on my part. And I have literally like sent Kelly a screenshot of the message that 
I read and it's, I think it was a fair enough assumption, but holy shit, did I feel like an idiot when I figured that out? And I'd already <laughs> texted my mum and my best mate to say that I'd lost a client and I'd been uh. given my two weeks notice, which was a lie. I hadn't. I just kind of was waiting. I just was you waiting just needed to be told. sympathy while you're waiting for the, for the see you later email. Yeah, to come exactly. Through. And then I had to be like, ah, oh, sauce guys, false alarm. Don't worry about it. So <laughs> it's so good. That was my uh. random thing from the week. Oh, bless. That was a lovely random, a lovely <laughs> overthinking random thing of the week. Um, so on to the topic of the week this week. And this is something I've kind of been noticing for a while and I've, I wanted to talk it out with you because I think it's really relevant to our listeners and to what we talk about. And it's this concept of the fact that multiple things that seem at odds with each other can be true at the same time. Um, and something that I found, um, and it's something I've often like can, um, grappled with in my own self-improvement and personal development um, uh, journey is, you know, if I'm trying to improve myself, how can I also, does that mean I don't love myself? And, you know, there's all these kind of conflicting things. So I found um, someone shared a an image from Lisa Oliver Lisa Oliveira therapy, um, where she said, you can do this and this at the same time. So she said, you can accept yourself and keep growing at the same time. You know, you can acknowledge your pain and notice your joy at the same time. That's you pretty can, pertinent for you at the moment, I reckon. Very. I think that's probably why I screenshotted it. Um, yeah. You know, you can know that others are doing their best, but also feel disappointed in them at the same time. You know, you can embrace all parts of yourself but have moments of self-doubt and, you know, you can do the hard work of personal growth but have days where it feels, a little, you know, it feels like too much. And so I kind of felt like this feeds a little bit into our last episode a little bit where we talked about, you know, the all or nothing approach and why it's not helpful. And I think something uh, interested to hear if you agree with me, I feel, Carl's is I feel the media drives a lot of this very binary approach to life. Like there is no room for grey in the media, especially in this day and age of so much competition for eyeballs. Like every headline is at the extremes. Nothing operates, you know, there's no good news stories on the news um, or if the good news story is on the news, it's like at the extreme end of good news. Um and yeah, so because the media doesn't operate in shades of grey, we've become very subtly programmed to reject the grey ourselves. And um, so I, I'm kind of, and I feel like you, Carl, Carl, you're a bit of a black and white person. Do you struggle with the grey? Because I feel like this is one area in which we're quite significantly different is that you tend to be quite black and white, whereas I tend to be like very much in the grey. And I'm just wondering if you've noticed this and if you are comfortable with this idea or not? <laughs> um, I am very black and white, but I was thinking about this the other day when someone I follow on Instagram, I don't actually really follow horoscopes, but on the other hand, I am just the biggest Virgo that's ever existed. So <laughs> there's also that. Um, and a lot of the, this person I follow on Instagram was sharing a lot of uh, Virgo memes. And one of them was um, just a, a picture of, and I think like Liam Neeson looking really intense. And the <laughs> caption was, why are you the way you are? 
And that's like that. That was like the Virgo asking basically the world, "Why do you <laughs> suck so much?" That was the, that was the whole thing. And I mean, I know that makes me sound like a bit of a horrible person, but I, I do find a lot of things very perplexing because I am very rational and very logical. And when other people aren't rational or logical, I kind of go, "But, but here are the facts, and I don't understand." why you seem to be ignoring them. And then these people will be like, oh, but, you know, emotions and and complications and relationships and feelings and And the sky and the thing. And I'm just like, yeah, 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 but guys, 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 the facts, (laughs) like let's just get to that. So, um, but another thing I think, um, uh, but also another thing is, is that I'm also very willing to be proven wrong about things. So if I have an uh, opinion about something and someone gives me enough facts, I can actually change my opinion. And I'm very, very happy to do that. And I've actually found that a lot with, um, you know, having a baby this year, like I was very into the idea of doing a whole lot of things. And then when I was going to implement some of these things, they made absolutely no sense. So I backed away and I've noticed a lot of other uh, parents in the same situation have stuck to their guns of the thing that they wanted to do. And I've watched them struggle and I've found it quite fascinating that they're sticking to this thing where it's when it's clearly not working because they they got this kind of um, well they were on this path and they yeah. were determined to stay off that path and didn't want to didn't want to stray from it all yeah. because that's another um, an idea that I'm exploring at the moment um, with a, with a book that I'm working on with someone is the the idea of kind of like course correction like yeah. we. We tend to see it as failure if we set off down a path and then we need to step off that path or we need to take a little detour or we need to stop and have a rest or, and we don't just, there's no, yeah, there's a lot of unkindness to ourselves in moving from a direction that we started off in. And I do think a lot of that, by um kind of feeds into this idea of not being comfortable with the idea that multiple things can can be true at one time and I guess I look at my own situation that you know I, I can be very very sad in the moment yet like you know I can do a podcast like I said to you like I've had like just this really crushingly sad couple of weeks but like I can talk to you and laugh out loud and be quite happy in the moment. And I always think like if someone's been observing me like from afar, they might think, wait a minute, like how how are you doing this? How are you going from like that one extreme to the other? But it's just understanding that, yeah, this life is not binary. Life is grey. We can we can be working towards something yet do the thing that self-sabotages ourselves but still be working towards that thing. You know, like I can be on a diet and I can, you know, and I hate using dieting. Like, let's not use dieting. Let's use, I don't know, everyone understands. But, you know, let's say, you know, I want to lose three kilos and I can be working towards that goal and still lash out and have a giant piece of cake this afternoon just because, 
I feel like. And it doesn't mean I'm not still working towards that goal. And it doesn't mean like, oh my God, just why are you self-sabotaging yourself? It's just a thing. And I think we, a lot of our, like a lot of the language, if we are careful about the language we use, then we can start buying into this thing of understanding that multiple things can be true. And I think it's necessary both for kindness to ourselves, but also kindness to other people. Um, Because of so much, you know, and again, I look look at someone looking at me and thinking, well, like, hang on a minute, like, how can you even be doing a podcast, you know, if you're Yeah, aren't aren't you just shattered constantly? Yeah, like, you know, and... You know, and then I, you know, and I've said to a few people, well, I, you know, it kind of, well, I waited first of all till I even had the energy to even think about it, and then I had a thought about like, well, why, why would I get back to doing this podcast? And really, the overriding reason was just that I like talking to you. Talking to you makes me feel good. You make me laugh. That makes me feel good. So, you know, it it makes sense in that regard. But if people kind of only look, at I really it like talking to you too, Kelly. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, you know, but if people only look at my life through the lens of grieving, you know, there would be a lot that's very jarring to them because they'll see me caring about things like footy games and getting really invested and really happy at like my team winning and then think, you know, is, you know, aren't you just sad all the time or why does this make you feel good? Like, you know, it's just a bunch of guys running around on a footy field. So, yeah. It, People also really like to label people and put them into categories and people pick up on behaviours or things that people do and think it puts them in one category. So I've got a really, like, this is a very bizarre example, um, particularly (laughs) just like navigating my first year of being a parent and um, uh, realising that there are all these different kind of styles of parenting and people can a lot of the time identify quite strongly with a particular style of parenting. And as I was saying before, um, a lot of people aren't into course correction when it comes to a decision that they've made around their parenting. Uh, So for instance, I was really interested in the idea of doing baby led weaning with Harriet, which is where you don't ever spoon feed purees to your kid. You let them explore foods at their own pace and see what happens. And people who are into baby led weaning are very positive about it. And there's some very good things that are associated with it. But it turns out that my child was bloody ravenous and she turned (laughs) into a nightmare. Like she's the most chill kid in the world. And she was just a nightmare for nine days straight at four months old. She didn't have a sleep regression. She had this massive attitude regression and she was hungry. The kid was hungry and she didn't have any teeth and couldn't chew and couldn't swallow. So I started giving her purees and it fixed her right up. And now she's nine months old and is eating finger foods, like all of the baby led weaned kids. And it made absolutely no difference. So I'm thrilled that I course corrected and didn't go down this binary path of this thing that I thought was best for Harriet because it wasn't what was best for her. What was best for her was to be fed because she was hungry. And I discussed it with my maternal health nurse. And yeah, it, look, it was a little bit earlier than, you know, a lot of research would have suggested feeding a child, but I made that decision and I do not regret it because she started sleeping through the night. And yeah. And you stopped. acknowledge that she's an individual and there's yeah. so many of these, like, you know, so much, there's, it is an, another thing that I want to kind of talk about, you know, and probably another podcast one time is, you know, the concept of research and that, you know, we can pay attention to research and we can, you know, but there's a lot of research out there that we shouldn't pay attention to. I've been following quite a lot of um, 
uh, kind of Twitter accounts and Facebook accounts that talks about research and how some famous experiments over the years that we refer to constantly were actually bunkum, basically. Yeah. And, you know, like the, 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 the marshmallow experiment that supposedly talks yeah. about um, the, oh, what is it? Willpower. Your, your willpower and your um, ability for delayed gratification that leads to you being better at this, you know, when you're an adult. And they kind of debunk that experiment a bit and say like, you know, huge conclusions have been drawn from that and people have referenced these um, experiments for years as examples of this. And, and they didn't take could... into uh, account the socioeconomic background yes. that a lot of the kids came from and that actually has a massive difference um, in the way that a child would behave when presented with a marshmallow, like a kid that has, you know, comes from a more affluent family and maybe has treats on hand more often than a child who doesn't is obviously going to have better willpower. Because if you're a kid that comes from a low socioeconomic group and you're presented with a treat, you take it because you don't know when the next one's coming. Because you don't know when you're going to get the next one. And yes, we're generalizing here, but you know, um, it's just an example, but yeah, so it, it, I'm finding myself really intrigued at the moment with, yeah, these areas of grey and these areas of, you know, of multiple things being able to be true and, you know, our discomfort with multiple things being yeah. true that, you know, like that someone could be like a real asshole to work with but like a really lovely friend, you mm. know, like people struggle with things like that and um and so yeah and also um things like uh traits that people relate to certain things sorry I keep I know I keep going referring to baby stuff but that's just kind of just where you are that's that's where I am right now so I've I've had a few people and and not in a bad way but I've had a few people on Instagram 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 comment on Uh, how I baby wear and I'm a baby wearer because I'll put Harriet in the carrier and go for a walk. And I was kind of going, oh, but, and they'll say, oh, but you baby wear. And it's this, it it seems to, I didn't really understand why they were referencing me baby wearing, but it turns out that it's kind of a part of a subset of mothering uh, that tend to uh, do things like extended Breastfeeding yeah, yeah. and um, breastfeeding on demand, breastfeeding on demand and co-sleeping, exactly. And I was just kind of going, and I'm, I'm, there's, I do not have any problems with that type of parenting, um, but that's not the type of parenting that I do. And because I'm baby wearing, I had a lot of people make assumptions about the type of parenting that I was doing based on the fact that I was baby wearing. And honestly, it was so funny because I only baby wear because I hate the stroller. It is so annoying. (laughs) I hate getting it out of the car. I hate putting it up. I hate cobblestones and trying to steer it through the supermarket. Like Harriet is- a giant child. She's the 97th percentile weight and height. She weighs a friggin' ton and I will still cart her around in the carrier because I just find it so much easier than the stroller. But I did find it quite interesting that I was um, sort of uh, welcomed into this tribe that I I am definitely not a part of. Um, Again, I don't, that's, that's not saying anything bad about that tribe, but that's that's not the type of parenting that I do. But it was just odd that this this one little thing that I did that I didn't know was associated with this particular type of parenting. And I was like, oh, okay. So that's, you know, it, and, and that one action. And it's just interesting, isn't it? And that is the kind of like, you know, this concept of we assume that if, it, you know, 
if you do X, then that you also do, do y, y and exactly. Z. And then people are like, but 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 you you can't do X and not do Y and Z. Like that's contradictory. And it's like, well, is it? Yeah, it's like or you, you've, it you've just- broken my mold of what I thought this particular thing was. Yeah, so I just wanted, yeah, the reason I wanted to bring that up today because it's something that I've been noticing a lot and I was just, you know, curious to, you know, and I'm curious to hear the continue this conversation in the group and just hear from people if they find themselves a little bit pigeonholed and like locked into a certain path because they feel like I can't have these two contradictions. I mean, look, the human mind doesn't like contradictions, so that that feeds it a little bit as well but society society also doesn't like contradictions because we do like labeling people and we do like putting people in boxes um because it makes people easier because you know, it's a shortcut to understanding each other and when people kind of do that but then they don't do the thing we think is associated with it it's very confusing with us um and i think there's a lot of language that comes out of it of like but you can't be this person and then not that person like you can't be um you know you can't have say you're an environmentalist because you have short showers but then use glad wrap and it's like well yeah I can you know and you know I can plant you know not have grass at the front and have you know water wise plants but then you know have a swimming pool you know it's yeah it's, it's just been something that's been interesting to me to notice and I just wanted to chat it about it with you. I also so. think that in terms of like, I'm bringing up the whole influencer thing again, but in terms of people who are successful in um, the influencer space or the self-help space, uh, those people are actually often extremely binary. They they have a shtick or they have a message yeah. and that's the thing that they stick to. And they very rarely alter from that. And, and the people that are at the absolute top of their game, like, you know, Mark Manson and is that his name? Mark Manson? Yeah. 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 So I was like, did I get that right? Um, (laughs) Actually, one person I've noticed, um, Elizabeth Gilbert, she is a bit more fluid than you would expect. Very fluid. And, yeah, I always think, like, she's someone that almost, I think she sometimes goes out of her way to actively challenge. um, I don't know. I don't know that she goes out of her way, but she doesn't apologise for not fitting into the boxes that people put her in. Yeah. Um, You know, when she broke up with her husband to be in a relationship with her best female best friend, um, a lot of people said to her, oh, you know, did you feel obliged to your readers or, you know, feel that you owed them an explanation? And she was like, no. (laughs) Um, Yeah. You know, she said my readers, like, were great anyway and they just kind of got it. But she just she just kind of didn't care. She's like, this is my life. I, you know, yes, I can be straight. And no, now I'm gay. And now like, I think she's back I think she's with, with a guy. With a man again. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she's, I can't, I really admire her ability to, to refuse to be put in a box basically. Um, yeah. I love that about her. Um, and I think, yeah, she's a good example of it. She just, for not apologising for it, she doesn't over-explain. She doesn't. No, she, she just, just goes, does. here's what's going yeah. on. Which know? I think is very healthy and there's very few people that <coughs> do that. Yeah, I think a lot of people worry about, oh, my God, I'm going to be, this is going to be seen as me going off brand and then people will be confused and then they won't be as invested in me anymore because they won't know what I stand for. And, like, I think Elizabeth Gilbert is a good example of the Definitely. fact that people can cope 
yeah, I think people can cope better with multiple things being true than we give them credit for, but we all spend too much time tiptoeing around and trying not to put, you know, trying not to freak people out by being multiple things. And maybe we can all stop doing that. And maybe we can have a bit more faith in the people around us. Yeah, definitely. And to to conclude, a few points that we wanted to pop out for you. It's okay to change your mind. Just because you said something once doesn't mean you have to believe or promote that forever. It's okay to change your goals. You can start to pursue a goal and then decide you don't want to anymore. That's fine. It's okay to not love every part of something that you love. You can love your job and still not like some parts of it. It's the same with parenting and the same with marriage. You can love being a parent, but you don't have to love every part of it. You can love being married to the person you're married to, but you don't have to love every part of that marriage. And it's okay to want more from people who aren't able to give it to you. It doesn't give you the right to demand something from someone, but it's okay to want more. Yeah. Nice wrap up. Nice wrap up. Thank you. Um, Okay. So on to kicked our ass. Um, I've put you first now because yeah. I keep feeling like I mine are too sad, and then you have to follow me with my really sad one. It's not fair. So and you I have do to yours. follow you with all of my stupid ones. <laughs> um, so Hattie's first year of it's her first year of care, and what's kicking my ass is how sick her and Ben have been for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And she's a complete trooper and has barely noticed. Like she just laughs and giggles with this disgusting snotty nose. And she had conjunctivitis last week. So she had these gross goopy eyes. And um, the the biggest issue I have with it is is not her because she's divine, but I just, I can't sleep when she's not well. And I keep waking up (laughs) and checking her in the night to make sure that she's okay. And then I worry when she seems a little flat and that's the most exhausting thing, not because she's been complaining, but because I worry and I, I don't sleep well when she's unwell. And Ben's been sick basically since the beginning of the year. They both seem to be on the mend. So hopefully I'll get a few days break, but I, my, my first year of mothering, I have mothered hard and uh, like I've, I've, it's been a lot of pressure to keep the energy up and keep things moving and keep things moving forward when (laughs) basically my daughter and partner have just been sick for the entire year. So that's really been kicking my ass a lot. Oh, that's fair enough. That would definitely wear you down. Um, what kicked my ass is we got two new puppies last week. That's um, so cute. <laughs> and, um, and I don't know why, but I I don't know what was going on. I don't know if there was the puppies. I'm sure it wasn't, but it, something, maybe just a general mood thing. But, like, um, they really – I was just really tired all week. And so I got, like, basically no work done for the whole week. Like, I spent the whole week only doing – the only the stuff that I could, only the stuff I had to do. And then the afternoons, I just found like I was having to go and have a sleep every afternoon on the couch or on the chair outside. And I'm not sure if it's because subliminally I was like, I think I need to go outside and sit with the puppies. But um, yes, I I don't know why. I got no work done last week. It kicked my ass a little bit because now I'm having to catch up in a mad hurry this week. But um, yes, it is what it is. Um, so Carlos, what did you kick ass at? Uh, so this week, this is a very simple kicked ass. So we made the effort to drive to Canberra for a friend's 40th birthday on the weekend. So we could only go for one night because Ben um, <laughs> was doing a welding course because 
He's a 65-year-old man. Uh, And we could only go for the one night. And he did it for fun. It wasn't for anything in particular. He just wanted to learn to fuse metal together because that's just the type of guy that he is. Uh, We could only go for one night. And so we packed Hattie into the car and made the effort and it was really, really wonderful. So I got to see my friends and have a few glasses of wine and just really felt like myself again for the first time in a really long time. And it's just really easy when you're a new parent to try to conserve all the energy you have, but sometimes you just have to do what you ordinarily would have done and just go with it. And Hattie was a star. She slept so well and was happily left with Lolly and Ledge. Those are, that's what she calls my parents or what she will call my parents. And it was just totally worth the trip. And I encourage people to maybe not take the easy option out all the time and force yourself to go and do the thing that seems really hard because you will probably enjoy it and it will give you your spark back. Yeah, I do agree with that, that sometimes um, I I find it in the moment or in the situation right now that sometimes the things that seem too hard, I need to give myself a leave pass from because, you know, I need to be kind to myself. But I also sometimes find that the things that seem too hard end up being really fun or really good or really mood lifting. So it's hard to know sometimes what to do. Um, I think the problem, I think the thing is to not expect to get it right all the time and just see how you go. Um, and, and your circumstances are, are quite different. Like it's, you know, if, if there's something that's too hard for you at the moment, I think bowing out of that is probably a better move than it would be for other people. Not. Yeah. But I do, yeah. But I also do think like this, when you've got a new baby, um, like energy conservation is and rest and regeneration is, is so paramount, but then you just never know what's going to give you energy and sometimes you just have to give it a go. So but, true. Yeah. Um, so my kicks ass was there was a problem with my email yesterday. So like like Gmail is my mail server, but I still get my email down into my Outlook and like it stopped coming down into my Outlook on my computer and it stayed on Gmail and I was oh. like, ah, um, I don't know what to do here. And, of course, Ant always used to fix those kinds of problems because he just oh, knew where to look for the answer. Mate, that's um, so upsetting. Oh, and, you know, I was dicking around with it for, like, no kidding for, like, an hour and a half and I hadn't resolved it and I was like, oh, no, I was mad. I was messaging my sister and she's like, Kelly, well, I don't know how to deal with this um, either. Anyway, in the end, I figured it out and I was so, so proud of myself and I, like, messaged my sister going, I figured it out myself. Um and I just, yeah, I also kind of feel a bit like Ant wherever he is looking down on me and being so proud because he was um, a very, he was always one for trying to teach people how to do things themselves rather than relying on him to do it. Yeah. So I feel like I was going, hey, look, you know, although all that effort you put into you know, me teaching, me figuring out how to do things myself rather than just coming to you and going, ah, my email's not working. Um, I did it. So, oh, that's yes, awesome. I was. awesome. I was very proud of myself and, um, yes, I think he's very proud of me too. So, yeah, Oh, that's lovely. Um, So on that note, it's time to wrap up. Uh, Don't forget we do have a Patreon page which keeps straight and curly in your ears and covers our production costs. If you love listening to the show and you want to support it, just visit patreon.com forward slash straight and curly. (laughs) and yes and finally do jump into the facebook group and i I would love definitely to keep this conversation going i don't know how well i've articulated myself or what's going on here i kind of like the way we wrapped up this episode as in like we don't have the answers to this but here's some thoughts we have on it and what do you think about it 
Yeah, so I'd love to hear your thoughts about those situations where, you know, you find yourself in the, confronted with the fact that multiple things can be true. Are you comfortable with that? Do you really struggle with it? Do you struggle seeing it in other people? Let's keep, you know, let's keep the conversation going in the Facebook group. Thank you so much for listening to Straight and Curly. This week's show notes and links will be available at straightandcurly.com. And if you have any questions or weird self-improvement hacks you want us to trial, you can tweet us at Kelly Exeter or at Smaggle, or you can email us at hello at straightandcurly.com. Bye.